Hello guys, welcome back to Tailenders in Pajamas. Uh, Nihar here again, back with an, another episode with related to the ongoing IPL 2022 edition. So in this episode, I'm going to talk about two games in particular. First one being Rajasthan Royals versus Mumbai Indians, and the other one being Gujarat Titans versus Delhi Capitals. So both being played on Saturday, second of April 2022, where Rajasthan Royals face Mumbai Indians. Uh, during the day, so where particularly due won't be exactly an important factor, so the toss uh, might not be that of a crucial, you know, one as uh, compared to the previous uh, matches. So before, uh, well, I won't bore you with the stats of how the game happened because everyone can see from the scorecard. So before diving into it, so I just want to do the basic analysis of how the teams are performing though. Well, Rajasthan Royals should be thankful to their uh, front three because uh, obviously Sanju Samson played a good knock with 30 runs and Hitmaier finishing it off. I mean, he strike the 250 strike rate and he scored 35 runs. And to the main man now, Josh Butler, who scored 100. And oh my God, I mean, scoring 100 in T20 is very tough, especially if you're playing in an outside country. And that too, you know, against the franchise like Mumbai Indians, that's always going to be a sweet thing to remember for Josh. But again, Rajasthan Royals don't have the you know depth in batting. They were supposed to go till 220, if possible, you know. So even though Hetma's heroics were good, they were limited only to 193 and they lost eight wickets. The last four players, namely Riyan Parag, Ashwin, Navdeep Saini, and Bault, combinedly they made only nine runs. And see, eventually all the squads will be like even stronger with the inclusion of you know. How to say the arrival of Australians because Australian players will be cleared to play from 6th of April once the T20 match against Pakistan is over. So imagine the like guys like Cummins coming to Kolkata, Maxwell eligible to play for uh, Royal Challengers Bangalore, or David Warner coming up for uh, you know Delhi Capitals. So if you see the pattern and how everything is on stone is for Lucknow, by the way. So the, Point is, Rajasthan is playing only with their full strength, but still, it's working for them till now. But that shouldn't be the approach, I guess, going forward. Because I mean, T20 is, is one format where the inclusion of all-rounders, not all-rounder, all-rounders is important. And honestly, they have only one guy in the name of Riyan Parak who seems to be lost from last season. And uh, pretty much he won't bowl most of the games anyway. But other than that, the other than three batsmen, the Rajasthan's bowling is something which is which is actually threatening. Huh, well, coming to the Mumbai Indians, I think, uh, see, before the tour, I mean, before we came to know that uh, Sky is injured, Mumbai is having pretty forward straight choice. They gave uh, batting opportunities for both Anmol Prit Singh and Tilak Verma, and I think only Tilak Verma made it count with a 61. Surya Kumar Yadav will be back for his game against Kolkata Knight Riders. So, I think we all know who he'll replace. I think Anmol Preet Singh should again wait for his chance to come if any other injuries. And other than that, Mumbai Indians seems to be playing with almost their full squad except for Sky. And uh, well, pretty much, you know, we can see Mumbai Indians, we can't expect them to have a you know, even stronger squad after, especially after the mega auction. They lost four key players from last season. I mean, the names being, as I mentioned already in the previous episodes, the Pandya brothers, Trent Bolt, and Quinton Decock. And also, they went overboard in, you know, buying Ishan Kishan, which is a must considering they need a wicketkeeper after they let 
Bikok go, and also they got Archer for eight crore, who won't be playing this time. Well, investing in future is something, but as we're going from match to match, I think Mumbai Indians will struggle eventually. I mean, it's very simple. Other teams won't have that fear factor when they face against uh, Mumbai Indians. As simple as that. Apart from that, they can be happy with the way Timal Mills is bowling because that is their main concern. Who will partner Bumrah? Right. Well, things will seem to improve. They still didn't win any single game, whereas Rajasthan Royals are flying high with two wins. So time will decide. I mean, which team will you know have that added boost going forward? Apart from that, I think Mumbai Indians can actually will also look for Polat to hit because pretty much he scored with the less than 100 strike rate and he couldn't even target uh, Navdeep Senior there. And so, mm, well, that's sad. And also the spin department is something, I mean, Rahul Chahar was ever reliable for the last two seasons they had. But uh, I think it's time for them to go back to their ex-player, Mayank Markande. Because in that particular Rajasthan's game, their game versus Rajasthan Royals, even... Murugan Ashwin seems to not have any control over the ball. He's bowling too many deliveries, way too many deliveries down the leg. Mm, well, apart from that, I think their spin is still a bit weak. And the prime spinner is not exactly strong. So, I think they'll settle, on, settle down on that. And we know Mumbai, once they get that momentum going, it'll be tough to stop them. So, teams facing before they get that will be happy to face them anyway. So, now going to the other uh, game, game 10. Gujarat Titans versus Delhi Capitals. Oh, guys, I think I should apologize for all the Gujarat followers out there because I really underestimated them, telling them that they got the weakest playing 11. Well, I still stand, uh, you know, with my statement, they really have the weakest squad. But even if the weakest squad performs as one unit, I mean, the weakest members perform as one unit, they can win. And that's what Gujarat has been showing us for the past two games. They took down Delhi Capitals. Wow, with a spirited bowling performance, man. We're talking about batting, though. I mean, they will be happy to know that uh, Shubman Gill is uh, back to form. He scored a very good 84. Wow. And uh, at the same time, their concern will be Vijay Shankar's uh, inability to, you know, he didn't rotate the spec. He couldn't clear the boundary at times. And he's gone for like 13 out of 20, man. That's pretty. You know, you know, if you're batting in power play, you can't really score 13 in 20, man. I mean, it's very easy. And again, the other problem they have is Hardik Pandya in batting way up the order. He's coming at two down. See, Hardik can bat, no question about that. But his natural ability to finish the innings, that can't be happening with this kind of position is coming back at. I mean, see, Wade is not exactly lighting up on even Vijay Shankar. So it's almost, I mean, Hardik Pandya is coming in power play. So... Imagine that. It's not an ideal scenario for him, for the team. I mean, David Miller is the guy who actually can bat up the order. So why not send him up? So I really don't expect much of an upgrade for them. And again, again as I mentioned, uh, with the same case for Rajasthan, where uh, other teams might strengthen up eventually. And uh, Gujarat is also playing at its full strength, in my opinion. Hardly, I mean, in and out of two, three players, that's it. But, uh, well, I mean... At least the batting looks so gloomy for them. But the bowling, oh my God, what a good bowling they got, man, Gujarat. I mean, wow, I was amazed by Loki Ferguson, Mohammed Shami, and Hadik Panya, his fit and his bowling four overs. So that, and Rashid Khan, and that's like a certain 16 overs for you people, and the other four overs can be managed by, you know, Vijay Shankar, Rahul Tevatya, and if they want to go forward with Varun Arun again, I mean, that guy is taken as a bowler and he bowled only one over, and he's decent, he considered only seven. Oh, imagine that. 
So I think bowling wise, Gujarat will be very happy with whatever they're achieving. And coming to the Delhi Capitals, well, I wouldn't judge them too soon because they still don't have the services of uh, David Warner and also Enrich Norja. So he's coming back from an injury. He'll be back soon with the squad, I assume. But other than that, uh, well, they are like, I think they've got a very, I mean, they have one of the best squads. I mean, even the squad depth, everything is perfect for them, but uh, you still miss that factor. I mean, how to say the game changes. I mean, they see once the David Warner comes, I think Pudisha can be playing his own natural game. Both of them can tear apart any other bowling opponent. And Mandeep Singh will, I think they should stick up with him for considering the experience we have and Pant playing captain's role. So, and even Roman Povel might not start when Nordia comes back. So, and yeah, Mustafa Zara is impressive. So, I think Delhi is still one of the good spots, though they lost the game against Gujarat. That's owing, I mean, only because of the batting collapse they had. Still, we have seen what uh, Lalit Yadav and Aksar Patel could do in the first game. And even Takur can bat, but still, they were up. Uh, I mean, they didn't do that. But yeah, I think once the top order is clicking on all friends, I don't even think they need to bat. Well, bowling though, they are good because, I mean, 170 is okay score. But uh, again, I mean, Delhi Capitals are yet to get the two-star players, so I won't uh, be too critical on them. But hopefully they can uh, feel their star players as soon as possible. Mm -hmm. Apart from that, that's it, guys, regarding these two games. Uh, so please let me know in the comments if you think anything else. And if I'm sorry if I offended someone here. So, yeah. Thank you guys for listening. I'll be back with another episode where I'm going to discuss about the other three teams.